Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Lance's House of Sports. We got a lot to talk about today. We missed you guys last week, and we're ready to get right back into the things with football, baby. Football season is back. We had a big week one of college football with the NFL starting this Thursday with Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. But we all know, for people that listen to this, we all know where we got to get started and we're going back to keeping up with the Buckeyes. <laughs> yes, sir. And I feel like I, I haven't done it yet, so I got to introduce you. Welcome, uh, co-host, man that's always by my side, Ben Gabriel. Thanks for having us. Thanks for hosting today as we're in the new crib of course. Yeah. Uh, over here down in Columbus. <laughs> it's a nice place you got here. Yeah, I seems, like it. Seems like you've settled in a little bit. A little bit. We don't yeah. really. We don't have too many decorations yet, but no, not the one yet. we do have is NFL related. So <laughs> you know where is my that priorities right? are. Look. Oh, the Coors Light. Oh, NFL. I thought you said the one you got coming in. Official beer sponsor. Represent. Represent. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll get in. We'll get into that shortly. But of course, we got to start with the Buckeyes. It was an interesting one in Week One, going up against Indiana on the road. For all the Ohio State fans, even if you didn't watch it. Everyone in the city has the same reaction when we're talking about this game. And it's that, you know, we didn't live up to expectations. Our offense looked very questionable. Our quarterback situation looked very questionable. But before I wanted to get more into depth with it to talk about it, because I am one of those fans that is questioning everything having to do with the Buckeyes right now. But tell us the reasons why there's no need to stress as a Buckeye fan right now. I mean, it was Kyle McCord's first game. We said, I mean, we were all upset with C.J. Stroud after we lost to Oregon, said he should get benched, you know. New O-line, I mean, they got to have time to mesh. I mean, see it with all new O-lines. Like, they always struggled at the start of the season. They don't have chemistry with each other. And you got to look at positives, too. I mean, our defense looked great. I know Indiana's offense isn't anything to rave about, but our defense looked good. I think that Cade Stover looked great. He did. He did. He had a career day. <laughs> yeah, like 98 Saturday. receiving yards. Yeah. I'm crazy. Uh, we have three great running backs. But once our offensive line meshes, you know, Kyle McCord gets more comfortable in there. Ryan Day feels more comfortable with Kyle McCord, opens the playbook up a little bit. We're going to be fine. But, I mean, who would have thought? Fourth-ranked defense, 70th-ranked offense. A little switch-up from last season, huh? Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean – and let's give credit where credit is due on the Indiana side. I mean, their linebacker, Casey, can't remember his, his yeah, first 44. name. 44. 44. That guy was a tremendous player. Beast. And he was filling in all the gaps that, the, that when our O-line was creating holes for our running backs, he was filling them and filling them like a dog. Yeah, I mean, um, I, was, I was talking to my dad this morning about the game, and he said, like, oh, I wish we had him on our team. I was like, yeah. yeah. Dude, he's an animal. He's a guy that would fit our team for sure. Yeah. And his name's Aaron Casey. Aaron Casey – had 11 total tackles on Saturday, nine solo tackles, and as well had a tackle for loss. Um, he's been doing it for a while now. He's a senior, so he looked like a senior. He looked yeah. like a veteran out there. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, but, get, I mean, getting back to the Buckeyes, I feel like we have a few things to worry about, and there's there's reason to believe why. And, I mean, first and foremost, we got to start with the quarterback situation. First of all, Ryan Day said before the game in his last press conference that he was going to give both quarterbacks an opportunity. 
And it didn't seem like he gave Devin Brown an opportunity at all throughout that game. You know, he got one drive in the first half, not one passing attempt, gave him a terrible play call on third down. And then he didn't go back into the game until just under two minutes left when, I mean, obviously the game was already over. And he didn't look great, though. And I'll tell you that. Neither quarterbacks looked good in their first showing. But we know we can see better from Kyle McCord. We've seen it before. But he looked extremely tense out there in my eyes. It seems like he was moving a little too quick in his head and he wasn't going through all his reads. But, I mean, at the same time, we were talking about off air. First year, new game caller, Ryan Day calling plays, the head coach, the man at the center of of it all to go along with uh, your boy getting the new offensive coordinator job. Um. (laughs) Brian Hartland. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) I was having a brain blank right there, but... But with a couple new things going on to go along with our fresh offensive line, a lot of young guys up front, there's a lot of things to worry about. But you got to believe we've seen it before with our offensive line struggle early in the year and progress as the season's gone on. I'm not worrying about them. I thought our pass blocking was great. I just think our run blocking when we were trying to run up the gut, it was subpar at best. Um, We were making most of our uh, running plays, taking them out wide. But you have reason to believe why we shouldn't. I... This is the first time in 10 years, I'd probably say longer than 10 years, that I think we don't have a like superstar quarterback, a quarterback that can win the Heisman. We'll see. I think it's way too early to just say that. It's one game. You think so? But like you said, we've seen him in the past. We have seen him before. I got one, one other time against Akron. He, he, he played he had tremendously. One star and he's played in eight games, I think. Yeah. Was. You know, like we're blowing him out. He comes in and hands the ball off a couple times and. You know, we won the clock, run the clock out and win the game. But this is like his true first start. And I don't think necessarily it's it's more pressure than you can like than we can tell because you got your backup quarterback breathing down your neck. Ryan Day doesn't know who the starter is yet. It's about to be week two. Like, I don't think it's fair to him not being the certified quarterback one. You know, you, I agree you, with you that. get what I'm saying? I, I understand 100% what you're saying. But He's playing every possession like, oh, like Devin Brown's going to come in if I do anything Maybe bad. I just think different about it because my mindset about it was these guys have it as we're in a QB battle right now. I need to play the best that I can. I need it to be as prepared as I can to play successful in this game. And it didn't seem like – that's why I was very surprised that it, it did not seem like at all Kyle McCord was ready – for week one against Indiana, I, but at the same but at the same time, I still think he can be extremely successful for us. I mean, first of all, the weapons that we have is some of the best in the country. Marvin Harrison, he's going to be a star in the NFL one day. Emeka Ibuka is no joke. Julian Fleming had a pretty solid day, honestly, for his career at Ohio State. And then Carnell Tate, the young one that you like, I mean, he was getting some reps as well. He didn't look terrible. Yeah. Um, but if he just slows down the game in his head a little bit you know, eases up a little bit, gets, gets that, get that tension off his shoulders and plays a little more aggressive. I mean, he was extremely conservative in the first game and it could have been equal to Ryan Day's play calling. I'll give you that, but he needs to be willing to take some shots and trust his receivers a little more. Yeah. A hundred percent. But it's his first, first start. He's not going out there looking to throw for 400, you know? Yeah. It's an in-conference game on the road. You get out of there with a win in your first start. That's yeah. your job. Yeah. If you win 12 games by four points, you're you're in the playoffs. Yeah. 
It's going to be a long season for Ohio State if we can't figure it out. Because we got Notre we're Dame. Figure it out. When we we're got here Notre, next we, week and we win by 70 on Saturday. We're playing Youngstown State next week. Yeah. We're going to win by 70. We're paying them to bring them in and kick their ass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we got two weeks to figure it out. Because the know, way Notre Dame is looked in the first most, two games. Uh, most of the, of the year, other teams that were on Saturday's ballot played against a shitter. Not Florida State. All right. Not Florida State. I don't. Damn, did they look impressive? No, it's all right. What? But I think the bigger storyline is how bad LSU looked. Okay. It's they interesting. just laid down and took it after they went down a touchdown. I was watching that game. Put money on LSU when they had 14-14. That was your first mistake. 14-14, put money yeah. on LSU. They went up 17-14. Next time I looked at the score, 10 minutes later, they're down 20. Well. Talk about a bad, bad show out. Maybe you got to start fucking, giving credit to the Florida State offense because Jordan I, Travis showed up. I love Jordan Travis. I think he's a great quarterback. Keon Coleman? Good. A transfer from Michigan State, Big Ten guy. Yeah, he's good. He was. He looked ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think the SEC is extremely overrated right now. There's well, no, I, there's no, no reason LSU should have been five. What have they done in the past three seasons with the guys they've had? I mean, they they were a good team last year, but right. I understand what you're saying. They had they had a lot of guys coming back. They have a lot of weapons, a lot of names that people know. Makes sense. I guess I just I don't see the hype around LSU. I mean, we'll see. LSU as a they I mean, have a long season ahead of them. They I think their a, season's they over. Got an interesting schedule. I do not. I do not think their season's over. No, no. You don't. You don't think they're going to lose at Alabama? Um. Well, that that's a make or break game. Yeah. And we don't. We don't know how Alabama is. I mean, they look great. They did look really good. Jalen Miller we're talking about great. We're talking about how all these top teams played terrible teams. They played a terrible team. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see from a lot of teams. We will. All right. I don't think they went at Ole Miss. I know they play at Ole Miss. You don't think so, huh? No, I think they lose that game. I think they're going to have three losses this season. LSU. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, they got Grambling next week. On the road against Mississippi State in two weeks. Arkansas in three. Then you got Ole Miss first true test, I'd say, at the road at Ole Miss. Yeah. And I, I think they win that game. I think they're the better team. I think they figure it out, honestly. Because then – you know, about a month later, then you're traveling to three in the country right now, Alabama, who, I mean, who knows how good they end up being down the stretch at the end of the year, but it's Alabama. It's still, it's a huge game. I think if Florida State is scoring 42 points on LSU or whatever it was, I think, 45. Al- I think Alabama scoring 55. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, LSU's defense is not very good. Possibly. I, well, first of all, it's first game of the season. Yeah. I think they'll be a much better team by the time they come and face Alabama. And Florida State's no joke this season. I, yeah, I agree. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it first from my coworker Dan at ninety-seven one <laughs> the fan. I'm telling you, I was asking him who you, who you think's going in the Final Four, who you got uh, winning the championship. And the first team he said, he said, "I love Florida State this year." And I kind of understood it because you know they got a returning quarterback. He looked really good last year. Yeah. But I mean, outside of that, like I wasn't, I wasn't really on the wave with them. I mean, I trusted him. Took him on Sunday night. Yeah. And damn, did they look good. They looked yeah. really good. And the other team he had facing Florida State in the national championship, just say, Penn State. He's a big Drew Aller guy. I don't like Penn State. I mean, I can see it. Drew Aller looks like a They have to play really Michigan and Ohio State. I just I don't think they're going to win the division. Yeah, yeah just because how tough it is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. too – I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably just him thinking he's going to be If they beat us, they'll win the division. 
but it's not. Any last uh, words you want to say on the Buckeyes before we move on to this rest of this college football? Because there's too much that we got to talk. When about. we're back here next Wednesday, you're gonna be laughing. Be like, "Sorry, Ben, <laughs> we are really good." Okay, I, I really, <laughs> really hope you're right. Because nothing's better than OSU football, and it's gonna be really upset if Kyle McCord can't get it done for this team. Because I think he's gonna end up being the guy. Yeah. Um, he threw like I know he didn't play the best game, but his good plays looked really good. And you know what I'm talking about. He threw that ball to the sideline while he was he on his back foot. He did a couple very nice balls. He had that ball over the seam to Cade Stover. The ball to Marvin Harrison that should have been a touchdown. We need the consistency consistency yeah. from him. Yeah. But I think all those were Ryan Day was, you know, let's air it out. Like five times that game. That's what he needs to start saying. Yeah, he didn't say it enough last Saturday. We got to start a petition to get rid of the new clock rule. The new clock rule, it's terrible. Did you terrible. see that LSU had five so possessions much. in the first half? Yeah, that it's is horrible. That should not happen. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what made them want to change that. Because for those that don't know, it's more money. Um, go ahead and let them know. They, oh yeah, they don't stop the clock after a first down unless it's inside two minutes of the half and the end of the game. It's like so, the NFL. But the games are like on the TV time is still three and a half hours. So they just replaced all that lost time with commercials. Yeah. So the NCAA is just profiting off of. Wasted time. Yeah. Pretty much. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Less football. Yeah. Gosh. No, I hate that. I hope it's a one and done type thing. I hope they. Oh, they're going to get rid of it. Everybody hates yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, why would anyone like that? College football is already too long as it is. When we're at OSU football games, it's like I love going to the games, but they're insanely long. Yeah, I mean, and now they're Same longer. Way. And now they're longer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing I didn't get season tickets. It is. This would be honestly the worst year out of all yeah, of them, with I their think. schedule, too. Yeah. Got one big game. Anyways, though, moving past the Buckeyes, I know that's hard to do. We got to talk about this Colorado team. I mean, from only winning one season or one game last season, bringing in a new head coach, Dion Prime Sanders, brought all his luggage with him, and it was. Louie, boy, it was Louie. He wasn't, he was not playing. Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter, those guys are no joke. And those are players that I believe should be Heisman candidates. Okay. A hundred percent. I, without a Shador doubt. Sanders looked great. Shador Sanders looked great. Travis Hunter looked great. Travis Hunter, what he did, 129 snaps, I think it was. That's unbelievable. Insanely impressive. Insanely impressive. But I mean, I just, it's sad because I want to see Colorado play real talent. I mean, TCU looked horrible, especially on defense. I mean, 22 missed tackles, I think it was. Well, but I mean. You're about to tell me the rest of their schedule, so yeah, I'm I mean, excited. Before I, before I get back into their schedule, I mean, just explaining the game to these uh, listeners right now, it was an offensive slugfest. Yeah. You're right. Both defenses were pretty mediocre, yeah. so to speak, outside of Travis Hunter, in my opinion. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And it was Shadur Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, the one uh, able to score more points to get that win. And it was a big, big interception from Travis Hunter late in the game um, in the red zone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I like the 10. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that interception was unbelievable. Because he, he was in no position to catch that ball. Kirk Herbstreit said it himself. That is a completion 100 times out of 100 when quarterbacks see that. Yeah. But, you know, he... <sighs> For those who haven't seen the play, it's hard to describe it. He he basically just dove for the ball, 
He timed it perfectly. And when the ball got there, nothing was there except his hands. Yeah. His arms were reached out all the way, and he made an incredible grab. I mean. Yeah, he read it perfectly. I mean, he, he had a heyday. To go along with his interception, he had three pass breakups on the defensive end as well. He also had 11 catches for 119 yards. He looked like the wide receiver one and DB one for the Buffaloes in yeah. week one. I mean, that's I expected that. People think he's kind of like overrated because he played at Jackson State, but he was the best player in his class out of high school in a yeah. really good class. Yeah, really good class. I mean, he's he's an animal. I mean, that's he's a beast. I just wish he played somewhere better. In Colorado. Yeah, I know they won. He's I know they won the get, game. There's not a place where he's going to get more attention than Colorado right now. I guess this guy is going to be a if he was playing hype. if he was playing two ways at Alabama. Imagine those stats at Alabama, dude. He'd be yeah. He'd be but, he's the number one pick in the draft already. But he's like for sure like the best player on his team because he's at Colorado and he gets to show off his skills. Way Think he's more. better than the quarterback he's, Shador. Huh? I mean, five hundred and ten yards. I mean, we're talking about a guy that plays both ways. Yeah. How often do we talk about a player like that? I mean, Deion Sanders was the last guy. Once I a can decade. Remember. I mean, Chris Gamble, Ohio State. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah beast it's weird well we have a he's like the best at what he does playing both ways though you know like on his team yeah i mean because ohio state i've had some guys i mean chip train you said it yourself we got some incredible talent in the backfield this year with henderson mayan williams chip train was a linebacker coming in he played defense starting out yeah um you can tell in tight end i believe he's a big big boy he's a big dude but so yeah i know there's some college guys that do that but he's the best on his team at what he does in both positions on both sides of the football. And the only guy that can compare right now in modern sports is Shohei Otani in baseball. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are saying he's the most valuable player in sports right now. And he, he just he can't even pitch the rest of the season. Yeah, that's that's, that's unbelievable what happened to him. It's yeah. terrible. He's going to lose a hundred million dollars from his contract this offseason. Like cut now, his value. I still think I still think he'll get paid a ton. Like fucking cut his value in half, dude. Because Shohei's, I uh, heard one of, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he's one of the uh, main MLB inside reporters, and he was saying how he could see Shohei Otani being a relief pitcher um, throughout the rest of his career. Because I mean, it is. I'm sure it's hard. You know, he plays all nine innings of baseball, hitting the, uh, hitting the baseball. Um, but then he also pitches in the games he plays, and he pitches five, six, seven, sometimes eight innings. Yeah. But if he can shorten that down and just be a dominant pitcher for two, three innings at a time, I mean, I feel like he'd be able to last an extra five years. Yeah. So his elbow is going to give out eventually. Yeah, uh-huh, for sure. Um, so I don't think that'd be a bad call. And just just how talented he is in general, the fact that he can pitch and hit. Yeah. He's a generational player. Yeah. But right. that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I understand that. But that's just because of how dynamic Travis Hunter is. And that's why I was saying I think him and Shadur Sanders should be Heisman candidates. And I get it. It's going to take a long time until we see that. And obviously the big game is going to be against uh, on the road against Oregon and then the next week at home against USC. But if they compete against those guys, beat one out of two, if they find a way to beat both of them, yeah, I mean, that's they're going to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. They will. All right. We're getting they way too, we're we're going way too far ahead. I know, man. I know, I understand. Not I understand. Both those I understand. They got Nebraska next week, and they're only three points. You know favorites. how many yards Caleb Williams is going to throw against throw for against that Colorado defense, dude? I don't care so you, that so they have you, Travis Hunter playing one position. The other ten guys. USC's stink. defense is not good. I'm. I know. It's not good. I'm. I'm talking about USC's offense versus Colorado's defense. 
it's going to be another slugfest on the offensive end. I we see USC shootouts wins like that, that all the time. USC wins that battle. You think so? Caleb Williams is going to break a college football record. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. You're, it was only one game. We've seen what USC can do. We've seen what Caleb Williams can do. We know that, obviously. It was only the first game at Colorado for a lot of these transfers and for the team. But they're going to dominate Nebraska. There's no way they don't. Probably. Nebraska's terrible. They're not sure. good. And then they got Colorado State. They're going to dominate. Yeah. And they're going to have a lot of momentum. Their offense is going to be feeling hot, I'm sure, going into that Oregon game. And you got to think they're going to be just as dominant on offense against Oregon as they are against TCU. They didn't look great, but still, I think TCU is going to bounce back this year, and I think they're going to be better. I mean, maybe. We'll see. That conference just stinks. I mean, they could win 10, 11 it's games. It's definitely not up to standard. Yeah, they could win 10 games, you know, 11 games, win their conference championship, make the playoff. If Colorado somehow makes it in the playoff and has to play a Michigan, a Georgia, an Ohio State, an Alabama, a Florida State first they round. They probably won't win that game. They lose by 30. You're it's right. It's going to be one of those. like. But you act like we don't see that in the semi in the college football playoff semifinal every single year. I agree. There needs to be. Something needs to be changed. And thank God it's happening next season. Yeah. Because, you know, Big 12 is. Or which one's dissolving? Pac-12 or Big 12? I believe both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. The Pac-12 lost a lot of teams. Yeah, a lot to us. They lost four teams to us. Yeah, the Big Ten. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I'm not. I, on, I'm not on the train yet. I'm not on the Deion Sanders prime train yet. Don't believe yet. You don't believe. It's just tough, man. Do I you believe? No, I don't believe. You don't believe. I don't. Believe. All right, we done here. You know, I don't believe. All right, we done here. Then why? If they were in the SEC, the Big Ten, one of those two conferences, they're, you know, they go eight and four. Oh, my gosh. Even at, let's say they do go eight and four this season. That's a big win. Oh, yeah. For the program. For, from one and 11, eight and I, four. I is, am getting a little ahead of myself. But if, does college football have coach of the year? Um, He's going to win. They probably do. Put his money on him if they have it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, from the game, from watching that game, you could see the talent from those players. And it wasn't just Shador Sanders. It wasn't just um, Travis Hunter. I mean, the running back, Dylan Edwards, he was fantastic as well. I mean, he had six carries, 24 yards to go along with five catches and 135 yards and three receiving touchdowns. Yeah. And then, I mean, Jimmy Horn Jr. as well, another receiver for them, a transfer in from USF, if I'm not mistaken, 11 for 117 and a touchdown. I mean, that's just weapons all over the field. And if should. Doris Sanders can throw for 510 yards. I don't care who you're playing against. That boy's a dog. 510 yards, you don't see that every day. No, you don't. We got different beliefs in this team. I believe. I believe. I'm on the Dion train. We'll see. Hopefully they don't let me down this week against Nebraska, but, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we got to move on. There's a bunch more games to talk about because, I mean, we got to get into the Florida State LSU game as well. I mean – it was a dogfight early on, and then Florida State kind of just ran away with it. Um, Florida State ended up winning that game 45-24, to 24, and it was on the back of Jordan Travis, um, quarterback for Florida State, who was 23 for 31, 342 yards, and five total touchdowns. Yeah, he's a beast. He dominated. He's a Heisman candidate. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. He's one of my Heisman candidates. Yeah. That, that boy looked really, really good. And, I mean – Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU, he looked he looked good also. Just looked I thought right. he looked good. He looked all right. 
What were his stats? Throw for 346 yards. Yeah, what else? A touchdown and a pick. Okay. It was a 22 for 37. So, yeah, he may need to be a little more consistent. He's got a lot of playmakers. Yeah. To get those yards for him. But he didn't look terrible. That's not terrible. I, I think I'm just, giving cre- I'm just giving credit to Florida State. I thought they looked really, really good on both yeah. sides of the football. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, LSU looked terrible in the second half. Yeah. Um, threw that game away. We're in it. We're winning at halftime. We. Did you just hear yourself? Yeah. No, I did not say we. Yeah, you just did. Did I really? Yeah, you didn't mean to. It's all right. Go ahead. I'm not an LSU fan. I know. I know. But you bet on I got to put that out there. You I be- did. I did. I did. I know. Betting takes a, <laughs> takes a toll on us. I know it does. I did. <laughs> and I regret it because they looked horrible. Yeah. They looked terrible. And it's. That one's no one listens to me. I mean, that had to happen, though. Brian Kelly running his mouth a week before Seriously. the game. Oh, my gosh. You got to keep Seriously. your mouth shut I hate before it a game like that, especially week one. You're not playing no chump change team. Yeah. You're playing Florida State. Yeah. Eight in the nation. You're five. Talking about we're going to whoop them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, but the reason why I still think LSU can, you know, find their way and still be a really talented team, I mean, we know the weapons they have that Jane Daniels can throw to. I mean, Malik Neighbors, he was a huge wide receiver last season for that team. And then Brian Thomas Jr., he was the best wide receiver on the field for that team as he had seven catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown. So they got the weapons. They got guys that can make plays. Um, the running game might be a little iffy, but that's with both teams, in my opinion. They're just throwing maniacs, and that's what you need in college football. Yeah. I don't know. I just Did you see the stat? No team has ever gone to the playoffs after losing the first game of the season. I – well, there was – I did see that. I did see that. I just don't. And that's, I'm sure that, you know, I think they can end up winning 10 games, but that was a huge loss. That's yeah. a huge, that's a horrible way to start your season. You still have to go on the road to Alabama. You still have to go on the road to Ole Miss. I mean, it's not getting easier yeah. playing in the SEC. Yeah. So I just. You're, pr- you're probably right, honestly, because, I mean, stats don't lie. First of all. And that's the shitty part and, about college football. You lose one game and your season's over. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's why, like, there's pros and cons of playing those tough teams week one, week two, you know, early on in the season. Yeah. Because you never know what it may do. But sometimes I always see it as more like the loss, when you're isn't, playing, bad. The loss isn't bad. That's the only problem. But most thing about of the time, it. when these two top teams in the nation are playing early on in the year, they're not both actually the two of the top teams in the nation. Yeah. Teams still got to find their way, uh, figure out just how good they are. We still, as fans, got to figure out just how good everyone is because every season's a new season. And maybe it's just that year to where LSU's another team that loses three or four games. Yeah. And that's a good season. You remember but the, it's hard uh, to be dominant. In remember the football. year that Florida State played Alabama, first game of the season, and they came out and they were, like, crawling on the field. Yeah. And then they ended up <laughs> losing by 50. I do remember that. I How think, do you not remember I that? I think that <laughs> might kind of what happens to LSU. They just end up winning like eight, nine games, and they yeah. have a pretty average, below average season. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was, a, it was a huge week for a lot of college quarterbacks that are draft eligible next year. And when you look at the rundown of them, I mean, because I, I have the stats right in front of me, um, you know, all of these QBs are eligible for the draft next year. Caleb Williams – 319 passing yards, five touchdowns. Drake May, he had 269, two touchdowns. Shador, he had 510 yards. We already talked about that. Michael Penix Jr., who I know we've talked about on this podcast before. We're both fans of him. 450 yards, five touchdowns. Quinn Ewers, 
former Buckeye, played at Texas. They dominated against Rice. 260 yards, three touchdowns. J.J. McCarthy, I'm not his biggest fan, Michigan quarterback. But 26 for 30, 280 yards, three touchdowns. And then Bo Nix, 26 or uh, excuse me, 23 for 27, 287 yards, three touchdowns. It's going to be a lot of talent at the quarterback position next year in the NFL draft. Yeah. And I, I just think that's something to keep an eye on. And I didn't even say names like Riley Leonard at Duke, who looked solid, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, Joe Milton, Tennessee. Uh, I didn't bring up Jordan Travis, Florida State. Like, he's draft eligible next Kyle year. Kyle McCord. <laughs> Kyle McCord, Ohio State, if he somehow turns it around. Ben still has major belief. Somehow. You're, you're a hater, dude. I'm not a hater. You I'm are just, a hater. I was. It's not what I was expecting out of him, and I was disappointed. I think that I you were expecting, you know, I was expecting Indiana to be a bottom 10 team in the FBS, and we're going to come in and win by 50. And Indiana was a little better than what we gave him credit for before the game. And we won by 20 fucking points, and everybody's upset. And it's, it blows my mind. I'm just upset. Michigan plays the worst team in the country. because of how we played. That's it. We could have won by 30. You know it. The way we played, it was not up to standard. What's the difference? Could have been first game. What's what is the difference? the difference between winning by 20 and 30? Week one. That's not, that's no, not, what, I, that's not what I'm getting at. It's not, I'm just saying, like, we, we played way too soft. We played way too conservative. I agreed our defense looked great, but that was the worst offense we were going to play all year. Yeah. Thank you. At least you're looking into the future. That was, that was the worst offense. We're going to get better. Like, it's how football works. Teams get I better agree. as the season I goes agree. on. But Quarterbacks get better. We got some tough matchups this year. And if we lose one game, our season's over. Notre no, Dame's not. not gonna be, no, it's not. I think we lost is. to Michigan last week of the season, made the playoffs. Yeah, Should have won the national. If that happens again, <laughs> if that happens again, that's awesome. That's just because we got biased because we're Ohio State. And maybe that is the case. But, but we should have been there. We huh? should have beat Georgia. We should have been in the playoffs. I agree. That's why we I were agree. In don't piss me off right now. I don't know this. <laughs> All right. If we would have had the kicker like we had on Saturday, we would have been there. Yeah. We would have we won it all. With C.J. Stroud, who's quarterbacking the Houston Texans on Sunday. Captain C.J. Stroud. Is he a captain? They named him Captain. Wow, rookie. Good for him. Good for him. It's big time, huh? That is big time. Some other, some other names that we got to talk about before we move on to the NFL, because I feel like we just we got to bring it up. Clemson, right? You better I mean, say Clemson. Uh, I was, I was going to say North Carolina, South Carolina. I was game of the week for college football. Um, I thought Drake May looked really, really good. Um, they ended up winning that game 31-17, but I thought it was more South Carolina kind of underperformed than North Carolina. But going to your point with the Clemson-Duke game, is that just Duke just looked impressive and are carrying it on from last season? Or is Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers taking a major downfall once again? Because I don't know. I mean, Dabo Sweeney looks dumb right now. Yeah. The memes are made, incredible all made, over the place. Made DJ leave. DJ plays great at Oregon State. Great. Has yeah. a great game for Oregon State. And they lose 28 to 7 against Shitters. Against Duke. Duke's going to win 9 games this year again. If oh, they win 9 games. If, if they win 9 games. Don't roll your goddamn eyes, bro. <laughs> if if they win 9 games, ACC is I mean ACC is terrible. Yeah. What made you? Th- that's why we you know. know this. That's why I never brought this up with Florida State, but that's why they are going to make the playoffs because yeah. they're they're not going to lose a game in yeah. that conference. No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. they'll go they'll go twelve and zero, thirteen and zero, mm-hmm. and then they'll probably be. But like, it just because their conference is poor doesn't mean they're not really talented. We saw. I agree. We saw it with Clemson when they won it all when Trevor Lawrence was a I freshman. Agree. I agree. But yeah, I agree that 
conference outside of Florida State, in my opinion, it's but it's going to be annoying the whole season nobody. because you know Florida State's going to get so much hype, like oh they're undefeated, but like they have the worst strength schedule out of. So you don't think they deserve it? I never said that because you know Ohio State made the playoffs with a bad strength schedule a couple times, but it ended poorly for them when they actually played a good team, you know. Yeah. So it's just teams like that, like Florida State, Colorado, like. I'm not going to know until the end of the season, like how good they are until they, you know, either make the playoff or lose to, you know, a USC or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to know with those teams until they play a good team, which is why college football is frustrating sometimes. Yeah. I mean, with Florida state, we have different opinions. That's fine. But going back to Duke, I mean, they got three tough games on their schedule rest of the season, in my opinion. And it's at home against Notre Dame on the 30th of the month. It's a tough game. It's a really tough game. And then they're on the road against Florida state. On October twenty first, and I think I think that's a loss. Yeah, they and get curb then, stomped at Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, you're back on the road against right now seventeenth in the country, North Carolina, who just looked pretty solid against South Carolina. So they got some interesting matchups. I think they can win one of those games. I think they can maybe beat North Carolina. Notre Dame, Florida State might be a stretch for me. Yeah. But I see Duke as a team that can win nine games. Yeah. What about Clemson though? They're Clemson's a mess. They lost twenty eight seven to Duke. We shouldn't have to talk about them rest of the year. Maybe when they play Florida State in a couple weeks? Maybe. I mean, that's their first. First big game after that? Yeah, I mean, they lost. I'm, I, guess, I just can't game, believe they're still ranked. Are they really? 25th in the nation. <laughs> God, they love him. They love Dabo. I know. The cult. I don't know. I, th- I feel like they're just giving the hype to Duke. Because Duke, they moved him up to 22. Okay. So but they got their ass kicked. That's why it's like yeah, they putting got- them three ranks behind. They should have lost by 30. Yeah. At least. Yeah. They're lucky they lost by 21. Yeah. From what I, yeah, that's what I heard too. No, I was watching the whole game and Clemson couldn't mess. They just, every single possession, they got to the red zone three times in a row and they turned it over three times in a row. All fumbles. It was bad. It was bad. It was disappointing, but we, we got to move on to the NFL. I don't know if I'd say disappointing. Clemson? Maybe for them. I'm pretty happy to see it. I mean, of course I'm happy to see it. I am not for a them, Clemson sure, fan. But I'm the last person of a Clemson fan. I'm but they about looked it. terrible. They looked terrible. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm happy. All right. Fuck <laughs> them. Right. Let's keep the bias aside. Ah. They ranked us 11. And then we whooped their ass in the playoffs. That was the downfall of, their, of Clemson. Yeah. You been seeing those on Twitter? Yeah, I have. Yeah. That have was you seen it. the memes <laughs> of... Um, it's always about like Dabo Sweeney sprinting on the field, sprinting on the field. <laughs> and it's whatever meme anyone can think yeah. of. It's hilarious. You know, yeah. Ch- chasing to go uh, prove the doubters, right? <laughs> whatever it may be. I don't know, but we got to get into NFL. Yeah. Cause week one, I mean, we've been waiting for this all summer long. I finally got my fantasy team and I mean, needless to say, I know it doesn't matter, but I got the best team in both my leagues. <laughs> so, but that's nor here nor there. And we got to start with, again, this podcast is probably coming out on Friday. But let's talk about Thursday Night Football a little bit. I mean, reigning Super Bowl champs, going up against the Detroit Lions with a lot of hype on them, year three with head coach Dan Campbell. Uh, we don't know yet if Travis Kelsey's playing this Thursday. He's listed as questionable, but... I doubt it. Yeah, I'd be no way they risk it like too. that. Week one, they need yeah. them. They need them at the end of the season. But uh, lines listed at four and a half in favor of the Chiefs. Um, I think I'm putting money on the Lions tomorrow. Are you? Yes, one hundred percent. 
what makes you say that is because, you know, they don't have Chris Jones either. That's They're why exactly why I'm saying that. Okay. Their defense is average at best with Chris Jones, mediocre without him. Yeah. He makes that team. He holds them together. I mean, anytime the Bengals would play him, you just watching Chris Jones sack Joe Burrow. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not going to be there. If Travis Kelsey's out, they have really no great offensive weapons. They have Pacheco, they have Sky Moore, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah. But like outside of those like guys, like I don't, they're kind of mid. I mean, that it's just like, shows how great Travis Oh, uh, yeah. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is, is. He's just the best in the world. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not even close. I, I mean, mean, and for those who don't know, the Travis Kelsey injury, he just recently, this past Tuesday, hyperextended his knee. The severity of the injury is still to be determined, but I don't think it's going to be that serious. I think it'll be week to week. Yeah, it won't be that bad. Um, but I didn't know it was, like I saw this morning, like Travis Kelsey's ACL is intact. You know what I mean? Like, So they didn't know yesterday. Yeah, I mean, oh wow, they took an MRI and like they were like, oh, like good, his ACL is fine, which yeah. like they thought it was bad. I don't, I, there's just no way he plays. I know yeah. that sucks for week one fantasy owners, but yeah. Sucks for the Chiefs week one. They're at home. Defending champs are going to come out and shine. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's just another reason for yeah. a stupid Patrick Mahomes game to happen where he just goes absolutely dummy. He could. He could. He, <laughs> he probably could. That's will. That's what I'm expecting. He probably will. But I, I, like, I like what you're thinking with the Lions bet, though. I'd probably, I'd probably stay more towards the spread, though. But if you're liking that game and you're putting money on it, go ahead and take the money line because – it's, it's like definitely plus not two, a bad. What is it? I'm not too sure exactly. Because I know the is. Chiefs are minus like 255 to win the game. Here, let me go look for you. Maybe less. Game of the week. Thursday night football. Um, yeah, I mean, plus 180. Like, to me, that's not that great of odds anyways. That's pretty good. Plus 180. Without no Chris, Chris Jones, no without Travis Kelsey. All right, I guess I get it. I guess I, st- I still think the Chiefs win that game, though. Do you? Yeah, it'll be a great game, and I think the Lions will be a good team. This it's gonna season. be. I think it should be high scoring. Depends how good the Lions' defense is. We're we're yeah. gonna find out. Yeah, we will. We will. <laughs> I'm excited for that game. Yeah. And tomorrow. Another, it's 24 tomorrow, hours. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Football's back. Another game I'm really excited for though, and it may not have all the flashiness that some people like, and it's 49ers versus Steelers. And the reason why is because we know that Brock Purdy took the head of the realm. Late in the season last year, he went undefeated up until the NFC Championship game where he got injured. So, I mean, this man's never lost a game in his career yet in the NFL. And he's now, he's the man. They traded away Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. They traded away Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders. Or did he, sign, did he sign with the Raiders or did he get traded? He might have signed, actually. He signed. Yeah. But they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a veteran for them, one of the best game managers in football. And they brought in Sam Darnold, that backup quarterback. So he's the guy for them. So... A lot of expectations for the Niners. They have one of the best rosters in football. They have probably the highest payroll in football, as I was looking at it earlier. Their payroll's a mess next season. Did you see Nick Bosa's contract? Yeah. And highest to go along with, player in the country. And that world. was before Nick Bosa's contract just got finalized. Go ahead and say it again for the viewers. Was it? Biggest contract. Four years, 150? It was five years. Five years, 150. It was um, 30 million. Let me pull year. up the exact numbers for you. He's now the highest paid defensive player in NFL history as he got signed to a five-year extension, $170 million, with 122 and a half of it being guaranteed. So you're adding that to the crazy payroll that you already have. And I know this isn't the main point of 
topic that we were talking about. But, I mean, just looking at it real quick, these are the guys in 2024 that are due to pay for the 49ers. Ready? Ready for this list? Trent Williams, left tackle, $28 million. Debo Samuel, $29 million. Arik Armstead, $26 million. Fred Warner, $25 million. George Kittle, $20 million. Jadavius Ward, $18 million. Javon Hargrave, $15.5 million. Brandon Ayuk, $14 million. Christian McCaffrey, $14 million. And that was all before the Nick Bosa signing. They're fucked. They're losing three of those guys. So that's <laughs> why I'm kind of getting to the point where this may be the one last hurrah for the 49ers this season. And you got that puts a lot of lot of uh, hype, a lot of you know, a lot of expectations for the Niners with Brock Purdy, like I said, at the hell, head of the realm. And it all starts this Sunday, one o'clock, on the road as two point favorites against Pittsburgh Steelers and second year quarterback Kenny Pickett. So, I mean, I don't know what you expect to come in this game, but early on, I've really liked what I've seen from the Steelers in the preseason. I was kind of thinking about taking Steelers as the underdogs there. I don't know what you think about that because the Niners off team is loaded all around. But I think it's going to be a super low-scoring game, in my opinion. I think – I mean, I don't know. I don't see Brock Purdy coming out and having a day against that Steelers defense. And I don't really see Kenny Pickett coming out and doing anything against the 49ers defense either. So, you know, that could end like 10-7, 14-10. really low-scoring. 14-10. I mean, I kind of agree with you with the I way you're thinking. I think I'm going to take the under on that game. Over-under is 41. It. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of That's low. Yeah, still it should it. be. I'm still going to take it. I could see the final score being like 2017, something like that. Yeah. Because I still think both teams are good enough to be able to get their teams in a field goal range, score some points that way, you know? Yeah. But I do I do like the way you're thinking. But a ba- I, at the same time, I feel like a bad beat's on the way for that game because that number's way too low. <laughs> so you're taking the Niners in that game, though? Yeah. I think the Niners win that game. Yeah. Mm. Where is it being played? Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be a better game than people think. And I, I, I mean, maybe not. Spread's only two points. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Because the Niners are good, but teams like have a eight games of film, nine games of film on Brock Purdy now. Yeah. Obviously, he's a good quarterback, but he's small. You know. Eagles defense got to him one too many times weird and for me. Yeah. put him out for the whole offseason. I mean, that hit was no joke, though. No, it wasn't. But is it weird for me to say this? Am I allowed to say this, that, like, I don't know how I feel about Brock Purdy yet? I don't know if that was just it's a one-year fluke. Like, I feel or... like a little better about Kenny Pickett. Yeah. More experience. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the weapons. Christian McCaffrey, Debo. Ayuk, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have those guys. But, you know, he has George Pickens. Firemuth's great. You know, Deontay Johnson is a great wide receiver. Yeah. He, he doesn't get enough receiver. credit. He does not th- get enough credit. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver, too, for them, because I think Pickens overtakes that one role. Because I, re- I think George Pickens is one of those guys. Yeah. I think he can be a next top wide receiver in the league. But I think they can both eat. Like, I don't... Yeah. I think Deontay will start to eat more because Pickens will start getting more of... Attention the, from the defense. The attention, yeah. yeah. I, think. I don't know who's going to win that game. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I just really hope the Niners don't surprise all of us and just beat their ass because then that game's no fun for nobody. It'll be scary if the Niners yeah. beat their ass because yeah, I think the Steelers will. are going to have a good season. I agree. I agree. That NFC North is going to be really, really tough for your Bengals. The AFC North, yeah. And, I mean, going right into it, might as well stay with the AFC North. Big division game in the AFC North. Your boys, the Bengals, taking on the Cleveland Browns, who they've kind of been struggling against in the last couple of years. They're listed as two-and-a-half-point favorites Joe Burrow expected to play in week one, something I love to hear 
as a Jamar Chase fantasy owner. What are your expectations in this game as Deshaun Watson, uh, his first ever true offseason with the Cleveland Browns, a chance to get comfortable? Um, Nick Chubb, kind of the main back now for this team with no more Kareem Hunt. What do you think? Should you be a little worried or are you just excited for week one? I'm worried. I'm really worried. You're worried? <laughs> I'm going to say something really, really unbiased. It's going to shock you. Okay. If you are not a Bengals fan, I'd probably go ahead and take the Browns money line. Really? It's plus right now. Yeah, um, plus two and a half. Yeah. Over-unders listed at 47 and a half. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off an injury, same as last offseason. Didn't play. Didn't really get to practice. Came out week one through four picks. And I, you know, he has more experience now, so hopefully he doesn't do that. You know, same guys, same team, better offensive line. I don't You're really, really questioning everything right now I with am. that question. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really worried. Okay, that's uh, definitely think, something to take into account because I'm pretty sure all are worried. Viewers, I don't think we're getting blown out. It'll be a very close game in my yeah. opinion. But, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a divisional opponent, and it's a big yeah. rivalry. You guys are big rivals. And the Browns are no joke this year. Yeah, the Browns also have a good chance to go 500 this year. Yeah. A lot of people think they're a sleeper team to win the division. Yeah, I agree. They're a good team. They have a great roster. Yeah. Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. Elijah Moore, David Njoku. Like, that offense is nothing to joke around with. Like, I mean, if Deshaun Watson can go to the way he was when he was priming in Houston, then the Browns are going to be really, really good. Yeah, they could win 11 games. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be I mean, interesting, for sure. I'm probably going to take the Bengals just because I, I still think they're the better team. I think they're going to. Yeah, we I are think, the better team. I think the Bengals can have an 11-12 win season. Easy. Oh, I think it's going to be like 12-13. Yeah, I, I just think I just, I th- your offense is that good, in my opinion. The Bengals, like, I just because of the week one struggles last year, it's kind of like PTSD. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why. And, that, and that's to say that even if they do have week one struggles this week, or even if they do dominate the Browns week one, it doesn't mean either team, that's what they're going to be this season. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent. But I mean, I don't think you could start a season worse than Joe Burrow did last year. And I don't think he will, you know, I think he, hopefully he comes out and shocks us, you know, 350 passing yards, three touchdowns, then we dominate. That's not what you think happens? No. He'll probably go for like 250, two touchdowns, a pick or two. And a loss? Like a Miles Garrett <laughs> strip sack for a fumble. Yeah. Maybe scoop and score? Maybe. Maybe. You know, like second play. Of the I game. hope that's not the case because they need to protect him. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. He's just come back from injury. You don't want any free. I know he got injured on a no contact. Yeah. But you still, you want to. If you Miles Garrett sure doesn't have three, two guys, two to three guys blocking him every play, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I agree. I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> How about we were just talking about him earlier. You know, our boy, he's a, he's a rookie, and he's already named captain for the Houston Texans. They're on the road against the Baltimore Ravens, an upgraded Baltimore Ravens this season. With bringing back Lamar Jackson, Ravens are listed as a 10-point favorite in this game. You think C.J. Stroud's got any magic in him week one, or you think he's got some uh, – Rusty weeks ahead of him as he uh, meshes into the NFL style of play. If he was on a better team, like I'd say that he'd probably. I think. I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. Super accurate. You think you know, so? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He's you know he's got the perfect build for it. But I just the Texans suck. Yeah. <laughs> like he might have. I think he has worse receivers on the Texans this year than he did on Ohio State last yeah, year. I probably agree with you. Like. Which is crazy because they're in the NFL. Yeah, but 
I like, mean, it's just... true. Like, Nico Collins is his best receiver. You see that dot he threw to him and he just dropped it? Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's like... I mean, I'm pulling up their depth <laughs> chart right now. Let's see who they got their top guys listed they at. They have John Mechie, but we didn't see him last year. Oh, Dude, wow. Too. They took away their depth chart for their receivers. They don't have one right now. They don't have any receivers. <laughs> receivers. There's been a lot of hype around Tank Dell, the rookie receiver. Yeah. They seem to have a pretty good connection. So, so Tank Dell, John Mechie, and Nico Collins are his three guys. It's like, is Robert Woods on that team too? He's on that team. Mm-mm. What team is he on? He is on. Sure. Woods. I believe I he's think, a Texan. I don't think he's on that team. He's been everywhere, so I, I could know, be wrong. Fact check. Robert Woods, wide receiver two. Really? Yeah, look at me. That's big. <laughs> so, I mean, they got Nico Collins as a wide receiver one, which is not a good sign. <laughs> and Robert Woods, I mean, last we saw him, I mean, last we really saw him, I would say, with the Rams. Yeah. The last true season he had, he was no good. Yeah. He just, he took a big dip. Yeah. In his skill set. And so we don't, I don't know what to expect from him this season, but I'm not expecting a ton. They got Noah Brown, former Cowboy, too. He's former not. Buckeye. Former Buckeye. He's not too bad of a player. John Mechie, like you said, Tank Dell. I think they can be decent. Dalton Schultz a tight end. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think they can be decent, the, but... The better part of the Texans team is their defense. Yeah. But I, I'd probably take Ravens spread in that game. Uh, yeah, probably. First game of the year for a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I they mean, might get I dominated. It, but, I mean, like, Ravens like I are said, good. it's an upgraded Ravens team. Too. Ravens are good. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be a really good team this year. Another reason to believe that AFC North division is the toughest in football, and it's not even close. Oh, yeah, it's not close. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the next best division... I would say is the NFC East, but then you got the Commanders down there at the bottom, and I'm not a believer in them. I'm not a yeah. believer in them. I'm not a believer in Ron Rivera. I'd probably Rivera, say the honestly. AFC West, Chiefs, Raiders. It's a good division. Yeah. Chiefs, what about Raiders, the AFC East? Bills. Bills. They're going to be really uh, good. Bills, Jets, Jets with Rodgers, they're going to be really good. Dolphins, their offense, their defense just upgraded major. They're going to be really good. It's yeah. a great division. Yeah. Football's going to be tough this year, man. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. And I want I want to... I'm going to ask you this right now before we talk about these last few games because we're not going to be able to get in all of them. Who do you think's winning the AFC East? Because on the first episode we did on this new season, I said the Bills. Yeah. And I said I wasn't sure on that yet. I said I wasn't standing on that. And before I say I'm just I'm curious what you think. I don't know. It's going to be super tight. I think. I think the Jets win that division. Really? I do. I think... Obviously, their offense is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. They just added Dalvin Cook to their backfield to go along with Brees Hall. That two-RB tandem was one of the best in football. Yeah. And then, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers throwing Garrett Wilson the football. And what we've seen from Garrett, or excuse me, from Aaron Rodgers in his past is he has one stud receiver, and then he's got his core. And he has his core with him. He brought over Alan Lazard from the Green Bay Packers. They, I mean, they have. He has Randall, Randall Cobb, <laughs> the veteran receiver, but I'm he not, shouldn't see the field. Yeah, no, he shouldn't. Like, yeah, um, but he he's got he's got weapons on the field, and you got to yeah. think their offense is going to be. Their dynamite. other guy, their other guy is McCall Hardman. If that's who McCall Hardman. Thank you. I was struggling really hard to think of that name. Yeah. Um, and he he's had some promise. He showed some flashes on the Chiefs. Granted, he had the best quarterback in football, but oh, he's downgrading to Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, he'll still be productive for that offense. Yeah, he definitely. And will. then I mean, with Quinn and Williams up front to headline their defensive line, and then Sauce Garner to headline their secondary. I mean, if their defense lives up to par or lives up to their standard, I'm going to say, I don't see how. I think this team can win 11 games. Yeah. 12 games. 
Robert Sala is a great coach. He's a really good coach. And the only reason why I'm not for sure saying 12 games or more is because their schedule is really, really difficult. Yeah. To go along with their entire division. It's all really difficult. They start the season home against Buffalo, on the road against Dallas. They got the Patriots at home, and then they finish off the first four weeks at home against Kansas City. And then two weeks later, they play the Eagles before a bye week. <laughs> They're going to be tested yeah. early and often. In this, this season. So we're going to see just how good this Jets team is. But I'm probably. This might shock you. No, I won't. And this might sound dumb. I'll say the Patriots. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> then you're fine. Uh, no, I'm, I was going to say the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think that's that crazy. I really like the Dolphins this year. Their defense is unreal. Yeah, their defense is unreal. Their, I mean, their offense is unreal. And then you add Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua. Yeah. I think their running back situation is going to be a problem. Yeah. But... Their defense is really, really good. They might have the best defense in the division. Yeah. Yeah. And Which that's tough saying because I think the Bills' defense is really good. Von Miller. But they lost some guys, didn't they? They lost the mm, – I don't know. They Did lost they? the Tremaine Edmonds. Did they? He is on the uh, – uh, I don't know where he got traded to. I don't know, but I know they still got Jordan Poirier. He's back. I know they still got Micah Hyde. I don't know if he's still injured. They have Tredavious White still. They have Tredavious White. Von Miller. Von Miller. They're stacked. They're loaded. Yeah. They'll be fine. Yeah. It's going to be a really tough division. Yeah. But I think I'm just going to, I think I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to hop in on that hype as well. Yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, you know, let's go ahead and just talk about it. Cowboys, Giants, Sunday night football. Giants are put right now as a three and a half point underdog. Giants are coming off a big season with uh, coach of the year, Brian Dable. They brought in, um, or they brought back Daniel Jones, signed him to a big contract. They were able to negotiate with Saquon, signed him back to another one-year deal. Their weapons are still kind of questionable on the receiving end. They brought in Darren Waller from Oakland. From Oakland. <laughs> from uh, from Las Vegas. But it's going to be a battle against the Dallas Cowboys, who some people think they have a good shot at winning the conference this year. I like the Giants in that game. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not super surprised by that, but why? I'm just not a Dak fan. No? Yeah, I think Dak throws a couple interceptions in that game. Really? Yeah. And it's I saw a stat from last year. Uh quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason went three and eight week one. I saw that. I'm not <laughs> I understand. Dak interception king, you better believe he's throwing one or two. I understand where one. you're coming from, but I just I don't I don't think this Giants team is as I don't think they're gonna be as good as they were last year, oddly enough. You don't? No. Last season was a very I mean, what, they win nine games? I mean, I think they're going to be better than last season. I think you can say they'll have a better regular season, but I don't see them winning a playoff game again. Yeah, it depends who they play. I think if they get a rematch against a team like the Vikings, they don't win. Vikings? I don't know, though. Vikings are a good football team. They're Best okay. receiver in football. Yeah, they got a guy. A guy. <laughs> I don't really like They just them brought out. in Jordan Addison, rookie receiver. It's the new Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs type. You know? I don't know. That's I don't know. TJ Hawkinson, I think he's one of the best tight ends in football. Oh, he's a beast. Alexander Madison's taking on a full-time back role. Their defense didn't get better. They no, still, I agree with that. They didn't, you know, they had a minus last season. Yeah. Should have probably been under 500, won a couple games by a field goal. Got blown out like three times. Came back from a blowout one time. Came back from a blowout. They had a very crazy season. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. Both of these teams, both of those teams, we're talking about a crazy season. But 
going back to this Cowboys um, Giants game, I'm taking the Cowboys here. And I think because they upgraded, their defense was already yeah. spectacular. They upgraded on their defensive side. Stephon. Um, uh, yeah, with Stephon Gilmore. They brought in some rookie defensive linemen. I think, is it Mozzie Smith from Michigan? Yeah. I think he's going to be, if he doesn't contribute week one, I uh, maybe give it a little bit of time, but I think he's going to be a key contributor for that defense. And then, I mean, C.D. Lamb's just getting better and better. I think Tony Pollard's just getting better and better. Yeah. And Dak Prescott, I think he can only go up from last season. You think? I feel like... He had a good year, or how he had a years, solid how many year. Years has Dak been he threw in the a league? lot of interceptions. How many years has Dak been in the league right now? I feel like he's been in the league a long time now. At least six, I seven feel like years. He's not going up. I no, nah, because he's not at the point to where he's only hitting a decline. He's still a very good quarterback. And a lot of quarterbacks that aren't the best in the league, but they're not, you know, they're still franchise quarterbacks. They have up and down seasons. We see it all the time. I think a prime example that I'm about to lay out to you, and you may not get it, but Matt Ryan when he was on the Falcons. Yeah. It was about every other season for five years there to where he they were great. He was really good, and then he was terrible, and they, were, and they weren't that good. And he was great, and he was really good. So, you know, like that can happen. Derek Carr's done that a few times in his career. But I don't – I, I think he's better than both of those guys, I just too. don't – because Dak has always had a good team since he's been in Dallas. Not a great, but a good. They've always been good. They've always I been divisional like round. Their team was great last year. You think? I mean, their defense was top five, and yeah, it was. I get that. I agree. They're that, in, they were in the hardest division in football last year. But if you're right. trying to say it's like if it's just Dak Prescott, why they can't get over the hump, then I'm okay with that. But outside of that, I mean, they're a great team, and they're it better is. than a team it, like it, the Giants. Yeah, Dak Prescott is the reason why they're going to lose. But the if Giants he can get, if football. he can have a, you know one great season, this team can get to the Super Bowl. They are good enough. Them, yeah. the Eagles, and the 49ers, in my opinion, in that conference. They're the best. Yeah. Definitely the best three teams in that conference. For sure. Yeah. I mean, me saying Dak isn't good, the Cowboys will still win 11 games this season. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I'm glad you put that yeah. out there. No. <laughs> like, Cowboys are still going to be a good football team. I just don't see them winning in the playoffs because I don't think Dak is. And saying they're going to lose week one is not a big deal. I mean, it's no. 18 weeks weeks in a season. This it's is a division game. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't I it in New York, that. too? It's in New York. Yeah. Like, they could. They could. Yeah. They could. I think Dallas comes out firing. I think their defense proves themselves. Yeah, I mean, Mike Parsons should win Defense Player of the Year. Mm, should the stretch. There's a lot of good defenders, but he's one of the best in the league. Yeah, I mean. For sure. He's, he's crazy. He's, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so different. He is pretty good. He's <laughs> definitely one of the best at what he does. Yeah. How about uh, Monday Night Football? This is probably the game I'm most excited for. A team I was rooting for last season in the Buffalo Bills, traveling to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. East Rutherford taking on the newly acquired, upgraded New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Game spread of the week. Right now, spread right now is listed at two and a half in favor of the Bills. First game in a uniform that is not the Green Bay Packers. Wh- what do you think? He's going to ball. You think? He's going to ball. Yeah? Yeah. I hope so because he's on my fantasy squad. <laughs> he's going to ball. Garrett Wilson's going to He's going up ball. against a really tough defense week one. Like I said, yeah. like we were saying a couple minutes ago, he's going to be tested early. I mean, yeah. Well, last season on the Packers, people were saying that he was washed. Mm-hmm. I'd never really thought that. I didn't I think the Packers team was very good last year. He has a great team this year with the Jets. He's surrounded by a ton of talent. If they don't look good as a Jets fan, I'd be worried. Just cause no, no, not after. If, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't look good after week one, yeah, it's fine. No, I don't one think it, I don't think it's fine. So you think it's fine with Aaron? Okay, I, I don't get think it, it's because he's different. 
But like, how are you about to act that way with Aaron Rodgers in the Jets, but not act that way with Ohio State in the Buckeyes? Because Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for 17 fucking years. So is that like supposed to help your argument or not help your argument? Help, because he has Kyle McCord as his first start. Aaron Rodgers has been doing this for Kyle 16 McCord years. Kyle has done it before. All pro He's level. played in games. He against started in Akron. a game. A one Aaron game Rodgers has been doing Akron. this for 17 years. He's going to have a bad game. No way you're comparing one. Kyle McCord and Aaron Rodgers right now. I can't believe you're comparing them. You're saying Aaron Rodgers will not have a good year if he struggles week one. He's one of the best in the game right now. That's because he is only going down. He is almost 40 years old. Well, I agree that he's old as fuck. He's going down. I don't agree that he's on the decline. He's on the decline. I think he's still... You can see it. You saw it last year with the Packers. Mm, I... You just said that. I know. Their team was worse. Your team was worse, but there were games where you were like, what the hell is he doing? You're like, there were games where Aaron Rodgers did not look I like didn't win, I did win some money to. on him one week because he threw a pick on the first <laughs> drive. I did. But <laughs> he's still Aaron Rodgers, and I got a lot of faith in uh, him. If he says 100%. he's got a couple years left in the tank, I believe him. Yeah. I mean, if he has, he has a great team around him. He does. It's, it's time to prove he it. Does. It's Monday Night Football. He's been here before. I know it's a new team, but he's been with these and, guys all offseason. Yeah. He even played in a preseason game, which he's never done before. He looked yeah, great. He did. So I'm hoping he carries that over because I, I like the Jets. Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers this year. we're talking this way because I think when we first started about it, you think the Jets have a great game on Monday night. Yeah. You think they win? Yeah. Okay. I think the Jets win at home on Monday night. Wow. I think I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> and that's not be- – I. it's really hard for me to bet against the Bills. Yeah. Because I think the Bills are one of the best teams in the conference, one of the best teams in the league. But I just think the Jets are going to – they have some type of energy around them right now, and I think they're going to live up to it. And I think they know that their schedule is ridiculously hard these next few weeks, and they're going to lose a couple games that they think they should have won. Yeah. I think they come out firing on 9-11 Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? It's on 9-11. The New York Jets on 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're keeping also that. Angela's birthday. It's also it's also our boy's birthday. Who, if you want to come say something, you can. You're keeping that. You're keeping that. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is a point. The Jets on 9/11. They're in New York. Like they're gonna have a big ceremony before the game. Yeah, he is right about that. Like it's it's a big deal. Yeah. Like they've talked about it a lot. Being on 9/11, you'll hear about it a lot on ESPN. I, I know you're 100% right. I know it sounds fucked, but it, it matters. It matters. I agree with him 100%. And that's exactly <laughs> why we're keeping this. That's exactly why we're taking the Jets. <laughs> but I don't know. I like, I think either of these QBs can compete for MVP. You know, like you may not think so with Rodgers, but I think he's going to have a big year and it's going to be exciting. Big division, big I division think- matchup. It's going to be a fun game. I think Josh Allen has a better chance to win MVP than Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, yeah. I think just because of how good I think the running game for the Jets is going to be, like I will be shocked if they don't combine for at least like 110 rushing yards. Yeah. They have two great running backs. They do. They're both going to be – They're probably going to use both. High right energy the whole game. They don't. They're not going to be draining them. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how Brees Hall looks uh, after that ACL tear. He looked good in the preseason. I feel like they're going to work him in a little bit. I think Davin yeah. Cook's going to be the main guy to start out the year. Yeah. But I think give it a month. And they'll be splitting carries. Before he got not, hurt Brees last Hall year, Brees Hall looked like a top five running back. I agree. I agree. Same with Javante Williams. 
They're both really good. He's back this year. They're both really good. Yeah. And that Broncos team with new head coach Sean Payton, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, Broncos are taking on the Raiders, another big division game at home at 425. They're listed as three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Broncos. I think I'm with you there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hopping on the train. Sean Payton. Sean Payton's going to turn him around. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of incredible games going on week one. There's... Honestly, I think the slate is incredible. If you watch any of these games, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, Do you want to hear something crazy? Prediction I have? Go ahead. Neither the Bills or the Chiefs will win their division this year. Whoa. What makes you say that? Because we got money on a division parlay with the Chiefs winning the division. We do. And I'm nervous about it now. I'm not. No Chris Jones? If he doesn't re-sign, dude? I think think he'll re-sign. I think he'll come back. Think they'll get him? They have to, man. <laughs> they have to. They got to pay him. Yeah. How do you not pay him? He's a beast. I think they end up paying him. I hope so. like Nick Bosa. It's going to get held out a little bit. I think it gets done soon. Better before. And I, I think they're the best team in the, in the division. They got the best quarterback in the division. They, they win the all the tight games. Though. They do not have the best roster. They got the division. best quarterback. And it's not even close. That boy is different. Patrick that Chargers Mahomes. roster is really good. Scary. I agree. I'm still going to ride with the Chiefs, though. Some other news I got to get out, though, before we finish the show. I mean, we already talked about Travis Kelsey and his hyperextended knee. We don't know how bad that's going to be. But, I mean, some news came out the week that we had off, and it was that Cooper Cup reaggravated his hamstring injury from last season. And now we didn't know how serious that injury was going to be, but now we just found out a couple hours ago that he's going to be out for week one um, when they take on the Seahawks on the road. And when they asked head coach Sean McVay about it, he said he was not – leaving out the possibility of moving Cooper Cup to the IR. And I think that is huge news. That's huge news. That's why I just said it. <laughs> huge news. <laughs> yeah, and because I mean, if he is not available for them this season, one, for all you fantasy owners, I am terribly sorry. Yeah. That's, that's first, worse than the Travis first Kelsey draft pick for a lot of you guys. First-round draft pick. And then you take away Cooper Cup from that offense, what do they have? Van Cam, Jefferson? Cam Akers? Cam Akers? <laughs> Tyler Higby? I don't even... Yeah. The Rams might be in trouble. The Rams are going to be just as bad as they were the year before. That might be my pick of the week, honestly. I haven't been able to think about it. Seahawks against the Rams? I think See, that's my pick. Seahawks get that... Yeah, they win I that I think game. they get it done. They dominate. You think so? Yeah. I mean, with no Cooper Cup. I don't know if the Rams will score more than... 10, 13 We'll see. Points. We'll see. Run, don't sleep on the run game, though. It doesn't mean Cam Akers can't have a good day. No, but that's what you expect. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That and could I'll, be a... Are we doing a Survivor? Uh, I'm in one, if you haven't joined it yet. Send me an invite. I will. Yeah. I will. That's probably going to be my pick. Probably going to be mine, too. <laughs> Bad that we decided it's on the same. I'm going to have to pick a new one. Um, so, obviously, that's huge news for you fans. Just keep up with it. It's definitely something you need to keep an eye on as a lot of people were expecting a big bounce back year from Cooper Cup as he was dealing with injuries last season. But to finish out the episode, there's six home dogs week one. And I feel like that's more than there normally are. Out of all the six week one dogs, which one you think has the best chance of pulling out the W? And I'll tell you them right now. It's the Steelers like we were it's talking about against the Niners. My answer is the Jets. <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> Can I finish, please? Can tell me your answer? Browns against the Bengals. Two and a half dog. Colts at home against the Jaguars are plus five. Anthony Richardson, another rookie named captain. 
I saw that they had an off day yesterday on Tuesday, and he was in the facility for nine hours. That man's going to be very good. He's he's dedicating himself to it. But anyways, um, and then we got, you know, the New England Patriots who are plus four against the Eagles at home this Sunday, which I feel like has a little bit smells like a trap game, in my opinion, because with the spread being only four points, there's something fishy about that in my eyes. If I go and look at the spread handle or the bet handle right now, I guarantee it's all all over the Eagles. Yeah. And then to with the fifth team to wind it out, it's or the four and fifth teams, you know, it's Cowboys against Giants Sunday night football and, you know, Bills against Gents Monday night football. That's tough. You had to pick just one? Probably Jets. Really? I like the Jets, the Giants, and the Browns probably. Wow. I think I'm going to go with the one team you weren't thinking, and that's – no, I'm not going to do it. I was going to say the Colts. I think they're going to need a few weeks. Yeah. I don't think 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 they'll be too bad, but Jaguars are – they're gonna be really good this year. They're on the uh, they're on the up right now. Doug yeah. Peterson got that team going in the right direction. Duval. I'd probably um probably go with the Steelers, just because I really like their defense. Yeah, not all the not all the faith in Brock Purdy just yet. We'll see just how much CMC and Elijah Mitchell can do. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting though. An incredible slate of football. I mean, I haven't even said all the names. Dolphins, Chargers. It's yeah. a great game. It's a great game. Dolphins are dogs in that game, right? I really like the Dolphins. In Dolphins that game. are three point dogs. Yeah. I yeah. think I might take the Dolphins. Bryce Young starting out his career against the Falcons. What that's do you think a, of that? It's a shitty game. Yeah. That's one I don't I need to like watch. I say it. It's going to be a great season in the NFL this season. And we're banking on Ben being right about the OC Buckeyes, or else <laughs> I'm going to come in with a terrible mood next week on the podcast. <laughs> Anything else you want to say uh, before we wind this down? Football tomorrow, 24 hours. It's back, baby. Dun, 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 dun. Eight hours of commercial-free football. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>